What are you watching? What did you see? Remember the stuff you watched on TV? Sit down and tell us about all the shows. Some we have heard of and some we don't know. We interrupt your current broadcast. We cannot control the airwaves. Do you remember the things and the things? We cannot control the airwaves. What was her name? Oh, what was he in? Which guest will it be? Control the airwaves. And we're off. We're back. This is it. This is the first episode, the second episode. This is the third episode. This is the fourth episode. This is one of the episodes. If you're listening to our other show. Yeah, it might not be your fourth or first. It could be of any order. It could be... The thirteenth, if you're listening to it in a weird order. You're talking like significantly quieter than I am, to the point that like I can't hear you in my headphones. Oh, could you hear me a minute ago? Yeah, but like nobody took my sound check remotely seriously, and now we're dealing with the fact that I've got a hot mic. I can hear myself. Mm. Well, I think we'll be all right. Keep talking for two seconds. Okay, I'll keep talking for two seconds. Yeah, Does but you're like? talking like really quietly, so talk a bit louder. Okay, can I not just talk at the? Is this the volume that you're going to yeah. be talking at? Turn his mic up. I have done. Or should I talk like that? Yes, yes, yes. Talk, talk. Okay. Well, no, you don't have to talk. You don't have to project. I'm just sort of like a little bit interested at how quiet okay. you are compared to me. I've put us all on. I think it's this microphone. I've got a superior microphone. I that's the that's thing. It. This is all good stuff. This is all going. <laughs> yeah, this is fine. It's all content. And we're back. This has been a real journey, hasn't it, Nathaniel? Yeah, we're listening to, you're listening to, we're doing it. We're just saying it out loud. This is we're con- also listening to it. This is Control the Airwaves. It is Control the Airwaves. We were intended to do Control the Airwaves first. And then we were going to release Consume and Obey. Yes. But Consume and Obey was just a lot easier, lot easier. for us to organise. And so that's what we started with. And then we recorded two episodes, but we had a set. I mean, what's this? <laughs> I don't know. For long-time listeners, we're joined for the first time in fucking ages by Natalie. And she's sat on the sofa over there with a pen and paper with, with complete clarity, without any confusion. She can communicate with us while we're on air. And she's just done like the mime of a man... Yeah. Milking a... Oh, she was miming climbing the rope ladder. Climbing the rope ladder. Got it. Right. Yeah, well, we're already in the treehouse. Yeah, okay, right. So, welcome back to the treehouse. Here we are for another absolutely amazing episode of Control the Airwaves. And my name's Nick Helm. This is... Nathaniel Metcalf. Metcalf. And today we are doing... We are joined... I've got an intro here, right? It's the intro at the top. Okay, today, right, I'm a bit excited about this. I was going to wing it, but I won't, I won't wing it. Today, we enjoy, we're, I keep saying enjoyed. We are enjoyed. Today, we're enjoyed by... <laughs> are you enjoying it? <laughs> yeah, so far. So I far. mean, you're... I'm halfway up the ladder. Yeah, you're halfway yes. up the ladder, and you've leant right, as far away from the <laughs> well, microphone as you can get. That's yeah. because I'm not in the treehouse yet. Oh, oh, well, uh, yes. well, can you do the secret knock, please, Luke? Absolutely. Oh, there's somebody at the door. Hang on a minute. No, hang on. I can hear somebody coming up. Hang on, we've got to get this right. Okay. Oh, hang on a minute. Can you hear squeaking? There's someone's coming up the rope ladder. Squeak, 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 squeak. It's more like a rope swinging squeak rather than like... And, oh, and, and, well, hang on a minute. We were just busy up to our nuts in comic books. <laughs> we're up to our nuts in pop culture, Nathaniel. And we're just about to get interrupted by... You've said very 
very little so I know, far. no, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> I want to see where this goes. This is a bit like uh, if Robin Williams couldn't do any impressions, but he was still hired <laughs> for Good Morning Vietnam. Let me in, it's Mr Tickles. <laughs> okay, not a big fan of whoever's at the door. No, I'm frightened <laughs> now. I what's thought that? I knew it was a minute ago. <laughs> But now I'm now I'm a little bit scared. All right, what's the? Uh, this is all clipping like a cunt over here, right? Okay, so so what is? Let's let's see. See, I knew that as soon as we got going, you'd start talking louder, and it's all clipping in red. Okay, you could just let me talk. I'm not. I'm not. Would have got a bit loud. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Let okay. me finish. I'm not a big fan of the way that you handled that mic check. Anyway, there's somebody. There's somebody on. The, uh, what's the secret? What's the secret knock? That was amazing because was I good. imagine you were holding on to the rope ladder with both hands. While doing it. <laughs> and also you're sat right next to a wooden table. So it's like, it's incredible. Oh, that's absolutely right. That was the secret knock. We were going to open up the... Oh, ladies and gentlemen, if it isn't comedian, writer, performer and star <laughs> of the Hollywood blockbuster, the unbearable, the unbearable likeness, the unbearable weight, weight uh, the unbearable weightlessness yeah. of massive talent. It's the one, the star of the trailer, the one, the <laughs> only, Mr. Luke McQueen. Wow. Thank you. Oh, welcome. Get, grab a beanbag. What? Uh, thank you. Yeah, that's very comfortable. We yeah, it was great. It was great starring in that movie. It was great starring in that movie. Like you were in the trailer, right? I've done two films, and I'm in the trailer for both of them. That one's mad because I've got one line, and this other film, I didn't even have a line. I just did the gun symbols with my hands, and that's all I did in the film. And I'm in the trailer. What film is that? What's love got to do with it? Oh, coming out. Didn't they make that years and years ago? Not that one. And you were in the trailer for it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, you must have been very we, young. I but guess it's we can add time travel onto your list of achievements. It <laughs> 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 yeah. absolutely hates me. Um, <laughs> couldn't even mask it. <laughs> not even for an hour. Um, okay, so what, you're in love. What, what's love got to do with it? Well, that? I'm not. I, I just do that with my hands. So you're in it so incredible at acting. The, yeah. To sell both yeah, these yeah, films, yeah. yeah, it's mad, that isn't it? It is mad that you're in both of them. Do you know? Have you seen like the... like everything I do in those films is, is in, in the, the trailer. trailer? So you can watch the trailers and not have to go and see it. You're a fan of you, yeah. But it's annoying because people are getting, you know, some people get excited and they're like, "Oh, they've got another film coming out." It's like that's that is all I, you've another, seen it. Another film coming because because you were in the big scene with Neil Patrick Harris, Doogie Howser, MD in the Nicolas Cage movie. Yeah. I saw you in the trailer, saw the movie. It was like, all the best bits were in the trailer, weren't they? Because <laughs> we saw you on screen and we were very happy to see you on screen. I filmed that during the sort of pandemic. Well, I had to go to Budapest. And so obviously I've got one line in this film, but I had to quarantine for five days in, the, in this hotel room. And then I was going to film on the sixth day, but on the sixth day, the director got COVID. <laughs> so um, I had to sort of, be isolated again but then when I went to film like on the 10th day obviously I've just meeting Neil Patrick Harris for the first time who was like so nice one of the first things he said to me he said where have you been <laughs> I was like what do you mean and he goes well we've all been having like dinner and drinks every night in the hotel and I'm like well the hotel told me there was it was all closed and he was like well, what have you been doing I was like I've just been in my room <laughs> 
to you and you were in for 10 days. <laughs> 10 days, I lost. Doogie Howser was living the high life behind no, a no, curtain. No, it was behind a curtain, right? And there also, was this massive curtain, I, I, yeah. I've heard you this story twice like before. just acting out, like they were having a great time and they were going, where's Luke? Where's Luke, yeah. Neil Patrick Harris was so nice that maybe we would have been friends right now. I don't know. Yeah, instead. Instead. You're here in the treehouse. Yeah. And the reason why you're wearing headphones is so you know when you're talking into the microphone, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, great. Okay, so... <laughs> what do you mean? Well, sometimes you're going a bit quiet. Am I? Well, sometimes you're facing me, oh, yeah, yeah. and then you're not facing the microphone. Yeah. And, and I just like facing you. I just you. think we should all be aware of okay. you know, the technology around us okay. and why it's there. Right, okay. Uh, okay, okay so, uh, but like, pretend that you don't know who it is. He is a critically acclaimed maverick of the Edinburgh Fringe. Luke made his name with an anarchic... have already done my introduction? But like, we're doing it again. He is, I've got to start again now. He is a critically acclaimed maverick of the Edinburgh Fringe. Luke made his name with an anarchic YouTube series and for his audacious purpose, you don't want to. No, no. Like, that was about nine years ago. Uh, you do have one of the, uh, one of, uh, now I don't know if this is true, but you did a thing <laughs> in one of your Edinburgh shows. You had, there was a critic in the audience. Do you know what I'm talking about? I'd done a few things with critics. Are you talking about the time travel? Yes. Thing? Yeah. Yes. I had a routine. Was it an actual routine or did you do it on the day? The, the premise of the routine was that I could time travel and therefore, and I've done this gig loads of times already, and because I can time travel, I can sort of basically self-sabotage. So I would say and do things that, you know, I would later regret because, but, but I wouldn't because I could time travel. And then when there was a critic in, I was just sort of, you know, swearing at them and, and, and that sort of thing and that, but then the joke is that the time travel machine doesn't work so then I sort of have to apologise yeah I heard about that <laughs> yeah I was like oh my god this sounds incredible yeah I mean I was probably did some more questionable things yeah but yeah 2023 yeah yeah <laughs> okay he has been described as a young I'm not going to do this anymore TV Guide Time said Luke McQueen's exciting work in the amusement <laughs> do you want to read this Nat Okay. TV Guide Time said Luke McQueen's exciting work in the amusement universe has made a permanent ethereal imprint on everybody's heart. <laughs> Focusing on the entryway of progress, <laughs> the remarkable entertainer has spread out limitless pages of win and happiness in his life. His compositions deserve yeah. eulogization, yeah. indeed. Even his collaborators panegyrize <laughs> his sensible character. The excited humorist is unadulterated serotonin as his grinning face drives everyone, everybody to grin. Yeah. That's nice. Failing to remember the gloom and stress. Individuals trust him to be one of the most loved offsprings of the heavenly. <laughs> Um, we don't know if that was uh, originally written in English. Panegyrize well, uh, means speak or write in praise of. Just if you're listening in a car and you can't Google it, yes, uh, that's safety uh, first. That's what it, that's what it is. Oh, by the way, you shouldn't listen to this if you're driving. <laughs> we have just found out that, that there is another Luke McQueen though that that's probably written about. We did book you entirely based on this. Oh really? Yeah. No, I love it. I might um, copy and paste that and put it on my agent's website. Great. <laughs> 
Well, it's not been a wasted journey. Right, so we should just get on with we the show. We should get on with it. It's a tightly formatted show, unlike the other one. Yeah. And this is like Grease Lightning, baby. You know, once it starts, you can't you can't stop it. Right. So It's on tracks. It's on rails. Yeah. You can't go wrong. Yeah. So, Luke McQueen, are you ready to control the airwaves? I'm ready to control the airwaves, yeah. Okay, great. But this is actually preamble still, isn't it? No, but we started now, the second, right? Yeah, but the first question is, what have you been watching recently? Yeah, but that's sort of all right, isn't it? That doesn't feel like it's within the format of my night. That doesn't feel like... No, you're right, this is thing. still preamble. You're yeah, right. this is... Pre- okay, right, so all that stuff I said about without further ado... I don't ado, even know... Have you been watching anything recently? Yep, watch Bad Sisters, very nah, good. No, nah, I'm not no, seeing yeah, that. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and what date were you born on? 19th of March. 19th of March. Really soon. Great. And what year? That's a different show. <laughs> 85. Uh, 85. But if you don't want us to say 85, we'll blank it out. I don't think anyone cares how old I am. <laughs> I care, Luke. Well, we care because we've, yeah. Because on the day you were born, do yeah. you know what the number one single was in the UK charts? No, I'm going to guess. I, I'm gonna, you have a guess. I'm gonna, just because I've, I've vague memory it's an Elton John song. Well, it's Easy Lover. By Philip Bailey with Phil Collins. Oh, I just yeah. thought that was Phil Collins. Yeah. Oh, I did. I did too. Easy lover. Is that how it goes? Yeah. I thought it went like, yeah. I'm an easy lover. That, yes, that's the same thing. But easy we sang completely lover. different things. I'm an easy lover. Easy lover. Isn't that the same thing? <laughs> no, we're singing two different things. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, I'm adding words to mine as well. Like, He's just singing, easy lover. And I'm singing, I'm an easy lover. He's an easy lover. He's an easy lover. <laughs> if this is the first time you've listened, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, without further ado, this show's like Grease These Lightning. are some of the top 10 films that were released on the 19th of March, 1985. Top 10, UK box office top 10. Care to guess of some of the things that might have been in the films? The films. The films. Star Wars? No. In what, 1985? I don't, I don't watch Star Wars. I mean, 1985, Back to the Future, right? Is that... that Not that yet. Came out no, I think it's too early. What, what, what month March, is March, 19th of oh, March. Yeah, Tuesday, too. 19th of March. Indiana Jones? No. 1985. It's not far off 85, is What's, it? What's Gremlins? Gremlins, number 10. Oof. In 85? In 85. I reckon it's a hangover from Christmas, probably. Christmas 84. Hmm. Number nine, Ghostbusters. Oh, oh that would be a hangover from Christmas '84. Is Terminator there? No. Number eight, Irreconcilable Differences. Never even heard of that. What's no. that? It is Drew Barrymore as a divorce <laughs> from her own parents. Oh. Amadeus. Oh, number of seven. Yeah. Amadeus. Brazil. Number six. Mm. The film. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad year. Dance with a Stranger. The one about the Ruth Ellis, the last woman to be hanged in the UK. Is that the prequel to Dances with Wolves? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A soldier's story. Mm. I don't know if I know a soldier's story. A bit, sounds all a bit like bleak, doesn't it? 2010, the year we made contact. Oh, number yeah. three, really? the sequel to 2001. All of me, Steve Martin. Um, Lily Tomlin? Lily Tomlin and Victoria Tennant. Ah. So that is, is that... That's his wife. Yeah, before she was... Oh, no, I thought, was that... Oh, no. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Maybe they met on that one. And... The Goonies? No. Number one? Number one at the box office. It's. I would um, say it's a fairly... On April the 19th, 
1985. I'd say it's a fairly not forgotten. What film. day of the week is this? A Tuesday. Oh, it's Tuesday. It's a Tuesday, yeah. That helps. Forgotten oh. film. Well, a forgotten film, but it's really big. 1985, forgotten. I don't know. It's Police you'd... Academy. Four, three, two. What's the genre? One. Police Academy One. Buddy Cop. Buddy Cop movie. 1985. Mm. Beverly Hills Cops. No. Beverly Hills Cops. Uh, not Cobra. Buddy Cop comedy. A comedy. Yeah, kind of. Is it the one with Another the dog? F- no. No. Forty-eight hours. No. No. Earlier. It's sort of more forgotten than those. It's very much a video title for me. City Heat. Oh my! Burt Reynolds and Clint Eastwood. Well, the reason it's forgotten is because it's awful. <laughs> it's like one of the worst films ever made. That was number one at the box office. Number one at the box office on the day you were born. Oh, no God. account for taste. Couldn't you? Have, <laughs> couldn't you have stayed in another week? Okay. Um, I've never heard of that film. City Heat. Because it's a television podcast. Here's some of the uh, things that were on TV that uh, that night. Barry Norman reviewed Morons from Outer Space on Films Eighty Five. Uh, a favorite of the show. Yeah. Up the Elephant Round the Castle, the Jim Davidson sitcom was on. You've got it on Blu-ray. I've never heard of it. <laughs> I don't. I got it on DVD, though. Uh, Miami Vice, Cockleshell Bay with Robin and Rosie. Probably don't want to say I've got that on DVD. And also what I? we find when we do this, there is always a celebrity sex case of the week. And Rolf Harris was on Blankety Blank ah. on Tuesday, 19th of March, 1980. I've said it now. I've got it on DVD. Yeah. <laughs> I'd okay. love to come round and watch it with you one night. Oh yeah, sure. Up the elephant around the castle. Yeah. It's actually. It, uh, do you know what it was? I bought it on DVD because I was just like, I can't believe that there's a sitcom starring Jim Davidson called Up the. And then I bought it, and then I couldn't be bothered to Watch put it. the put the Blu-ray and uh, the DVD in. So I just YouTubed it. Oh really? So that was a waste of money. What's the sort of premise of that sitcom? He's a cunt that lives in London. <laughs> He lives around Elephant and Castle. <laughs> anyway. So it's afterlife. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but in London. Yeah. Ahead of its time. Yeah. Without further ado, this 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 is on this this show is like Grease Lightning, right? So without further ado, we're gonna take you from Birth from to not death. We're not taking you to death. No. But what we what we're gonna do is basically you've been at school all day, you've ran home crying, yeah. your knees have bleeding your elbows are bleeding yeah. you know your nose is bleeding uh, you, you've had an absolute shocker on the bus everyone hates you <laughs> uh, <laughs> you you run in through your back door and you skid on the carpet making your knees even bloodier and you get straight up cross-legged nose straight to the screen mm. and you switch on your first program of the evening luke mcqueen control the airwaves what kids TV show are we watching? Are you afraid of the dark? I don't even know if I know if are you afraid of the dark. Is that like horror was, for kids? Was that ITV? No, it was Nick 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 Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. I thought you were doing Jim Davidson's catchphrase. Nick, <laughs> Nick, Nick. I thought he is a fan. <laughs> Neither of you know this. Um, I'd never watched it, but I, is it is it a bit like Goosebumps? Yeah, I suppose so. It was brilliant. So all these kids would get around a campfire. So it was episodic, and it would be somebody else's story that week. How many kids are around this campfire? I can't remember. Um, is it is like it, six, is or it, is, is it like a like thousand? Eight. No, yeah, yeah. What, what's, like what's this called again? Are you afraid of the dark? Are you afraid of the dark? And hang on a minute. So every week it starts with a bunch of kids. The same around a campfire. Kids, the same yeah, kids yeah, yeah. around a, like campfire. a group of friends that have met up. 
And is it the same footage every week, or is it is it the same no, campfire? No, it's a diff different same campfire. No, not the same footage. So there's stuff happening around the campfire each week. I can't remember what to be but fair. How many episodes is this series? Oh, it would have run for ages. I, I watched loads of them. And are they meeting up every week? For it ran from 1992 to 1996. Thank you. We kept, yeah. We, Ten seasons. We can. Wow. Yeah. It was really good. I think we need to pick and choose when we read out what Natalie's. <laughs> Otherwise, it'll, it can be quite obtrusive. <laughs> um, we we, good, we still need to have a lovely conversation. <laughs> so, hang on a minute. So, I'm, I'm just struggling with this. The concept. The, the concept, concept of the show. It's they're, like, they're afraid of the dark, but well, they're all sat around a campfire. Telling like ghost stories. Which isn't very stories. well lit, is it? Yeah. Is it the same kids every week telling the stories? Is it's it the, the same, same kids every week. Is it the same party? Are they having a, a campfire every week? They meet up around this campfire. And burn and, stuff. And, and there's a flame, okay? So there's so they're not in darkness. Gotcha. And then, and then you well, go to scared. the story of that week. And then after you've seen the story... All the kids walk away one by one or in pairs at times. And then as they walk away, the camera goes back to the campfire and the, and the flame goes out. And oh. then they shit themselves. Yeah, then they're, then they're in darkness. Then they're in trouble. And other stories like traditional Spooky. horror stories, like vampires and werewolves and ghosts and mummies. I can't really... <laughs> Probably, <laughs> you know, just like spooky stories, ghouls and stuff. Did you ever watch Round the Twist? Have you ever, ever felt like this? Yeah, yeah that's the one. Yeah, yeah, but like you're five years younger than me. So. Yeah, I watched Round the Twist. It's, yeah, I love that. I think Are You Afraid of the Dark is just out of my. Me too. It was memories. perfect. But so why did you pick that over something like Goosebumps? Well, like as a child, I don't mean today. I didn't really watch Goosebumps particularly, and um, I just remember. When I was a kid, I just couldn't believe how exciting this program was because I liked to be scared, and they were they, they were kids, so I sort of thought, oh, that'd be fun to do with my friends. Just couldn't believe my luck, really. Whenever it was on, <laughs> <laughs> was there a specific day of the week that you sat down and watched it? It's probably it's like probably like a five day, five day a week sort of program. God, Nickelodeon. I see. I, I mean, I wouldn't watch it every oh, day. Of course, it'd be but, Nickelodeon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, so I remember what's that Oasis video with the helicopters? All oh. my people right here, right now. Yeah. When we got cable, we just had it on VH1 the whole time. And that video got played over. So whatever year that came out, yeah. it was the year we got cable. And we never, I, yeah, I don't think I ever watched Nickelodeon. But because my only knowledge of Nickelodeon up to that point was Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. See, I didn't watch, I didn't really watch Ren and Stimpy. I mean, a lot of my references probably will be from Nickelodeon. I think Ren and Stimpy was really good for its time. And then afterwards, with stuff like Cow and Chicken, they perfected the formula. Yeah. And then, you know... Yeah, Are you sure that wasn't Cartoon Network? Cartoon Network? Yeah, but like, there was... Mm, no, no Ren was and Stimpy was Nickelodeon. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, Cow and Chicken might have been Cartoon Yeah, but Network. later on, you had those mismatched, like, odd couple yes, cartoon yeah, yeah, series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, like, Ren and Stimpy was so weird. Yes. And surreal and odd. And then, you know, later on when they kind of like perfected the formula it was like all oh right yeah there was one with the there was like ir baboon oh yeah there was yeah there was like loads of things there was one that had two heads i can't remember it was it cat remember dog? cat dog cat, cat dog. dog that was it that's what cat I'm dog. Of. yeah 
they're all weird but like Ren and Stimpy was uncomfortably weird oh uh, that was that was it for me I it was like it. It, it gave me fever dreams whenever I watched it <laughs> and it was on at like six o'clock they, yeah. they put it on BBC two didn't yeah they? I loved it anyway that's my only knowledge of Nickelodeon but like okay right sure yeah okay it's a little later in the evening now Luke and uh, 5 30 6 o'clock maybe it's a Saturday night mm. you're perhaps watching something like a light entertainment show yeah something game show quiz show something like that right what might it be well this isn't ideal considering what's already been discussed so far in this podcast but it is a coincidence um <laughs> it'll be big break oh really yeah he's a huge fan he's a massive I... fan <laughs> do you know what I watched Big Break recently. I watched, Big, again, on YouTube. You go, Jim, Jim's not on the telly anymore, is he? He's Why not, not? He's not on the telly as much as he used to be. So if you're hankering for it, I found this website. It's called www.youtube.com. <laughs> YouTube. And, and all you do... Like Utree? Or how's it spelled? YouTube. YouTube, okay. YouTube. And all you do is type in Jim Davidson's greatest hits. <laughs> hasn't he got his own channel on YouTube? He has. I've he's got a thing called. Is it called UStream? So Jim Davidson's created his own Netflix, oh, which is that. So you pay a subscription. Has. Absolutely. Yeah. And Up you... the elephant round the castle, <laughs> and then a little bit of Big Break. You'd love it, Luke. It's got all your favourite shows. Up. And then before the main event, Generation Game. Big Break is brilliant. Yeah, really brilliant and totally unique. You know, snook up. I didn't really know who any of those guys were, but I just loved watching them every week. Can you explain a little bit to people that maybe didn't grow up this with... Is just, it's, it's maybe the greatest game show of all time. So Jim Davison's the host. John Virgo's the co-host and a snooker player. He's mm-hmm. very good, very deadpan, you know, sort of straight man to Jim Davison. And then basically there'd be professional snooker players, three of them, who would get paired up with... Member of the public. A member of the public. And the member of the public, I think, would answer questions that mm-hmm. would give the players time on the table. It's um, a very yes, similar right. format to Bullseye, And isn't while it? the, the yeah. professional snooker players playing snooker, Jim Davidson tries to fuck all the contestants. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, you know. It's something for everyone. It really, yeah, it was something for everyone. And um, yeah, John Virgo's trick shot. Yeah, I remember his trick shot. Was well. he actually a proper, like, was he a championship snooker player? Or was he someone who just specialised in being able to do tricks? I don't know, actually. Well, my memory is very different from the reality of what the show is. And I think probably I did something weird, like... I started with episode one, season one, <laughs> where like they haven't really bedded in the format. But like my memory was that it was Jim Davidson came out and he told loads of jokes and then and then the show would come and then like John Virgo was very much his sort of like deadpan sidekick. But when you rewatch it now, Jim Davidson is sort of, and maybe it's because it was quite early, because you know he was actually a competent. TV presenter. Yeah. Davidson. It was primetime BBC. Well, he was mainstream, yeah. wasn't he? He's a, he was a mainstream uh, comedian. And and so in my head, he was like, he, I mean, he was good at the Generation game. And he, whether you liked him or not, I mean, he, he could do the job. Mm. And with Big Break, it's kind of like, in my memory, it was like he'd come out and it was very much his show. And John Virgo kind of like was his support. But when you watch it, like in that first episode, he was really out of his depth. Really? And, and John Virgo is absolutely incredible. And not only is he good at the trick shots and actually doing all the stuff, but what he's brilliant at is watching the other contestants when they're on a speed, you know, because you're against the clock. Mm. And what he's good at is he's judging, he's good at judging like what they, what he needs to do to assist them. 
Like, yeah. he'll sort of, like, give them a recommendation or he'll give them, like, the, the rest. Or, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah, and he's yeah. got everything at the ready for him. So he's so professional. Like, it's not just that he's good at the game. He knows the game so well that he's, like, the best guy for the job. Well, yeah. no wonder, because he won the 1979 World Championship. Did he? Yeah, that's there right. You go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's incredible. Bit of knowledge. knowledge there, yeah, a bit of knowledge. Because really <laughs> he was also like he was, he, he was like a deadpan sort of Pots foil, as many wasn't he? balls as you can. Yeah, and they, and also they'd get him to sort of like they'd they'd do like fancy dress episodes where they'd make him wear something like a pantomime dame costume, um, or he'd be like a mind reader wearing yeah. a massive turban, yeah. and you kind of like go, sure, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> Every week, Jim Davison was was like, go on, wear the turban this week, John. <laughs> So what's the context? You know, I don't like you as much when you're in the term, but I don't know what it is. Yeah, so so what are your like particular memories of it? Well, I just sort of remember watching it was like, you know, a family show. We'll watch it together. I don't remember finding Jim Davidson particularly funny. I think like what you said, just a competent presenter. John Virgo was, was funny. People like John Parrott was making me laugh. But I just sort of think, well, to, to combine sports people and members of the public. And back in the day, I mean, members of the public, like they're all sort of always on TV now. It's sort of a bit, you don't really mm. have that magic now where they sort of feel a bit uncomfortable and it's a, it feels like yeah. a really special moment. But back then, it obviously was. And they were with professional sports people. And I guess as well, it's like snooker is a very silent, quiet game yeah. where everyone's very serious. So to like yeah. have a show where they can all come on and let their hair down. What was that show that Jimmy Tarbuck did about golf? Full swing. So they, they tried it with other sports. Yeah. And obviously there's like bullseyes, darts. Mm. It's like when you rewatch Big Break, you kind of like go, this show should be definitely brought yeah, back. Definitely. It's fantastic. I wonder if there's... Uh, I just can't imagine Jim Davidson's got some sort of contract where they have to bring him back maybe. with it. Maybe it was his format, maybe. Oh, really? I don't know. I wonder if it's something like that where it's like... A... I think maybe... Or maybe they're just sort of like keeping their distance from it, but like... Fuck it. it. Bring it back with Davidson. Yeah. Just see what happens. It's... it's, it's <laughs> he could do it himself. Brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's so good. Like when they're doing the, the games against the clock, you're on the edge of your seat just like, a, come mm. on. And, and like, I was just like, this is going to be shit. I think and it was it. fucking brilliant. I loved it. I think you said something really interesting about audiences then, all the people, the contestants that they're... Like, I was watching something the other day and they're like, it's almost like they have to be super outgoing now yeah. to even get on to well, like a quiz show. And it's like, you just think, calm down. The You're thing not... is, I have sympathy for them in that situation because I did a quiz show about, I don't know, 12 years ago. It did one series. I think it, was, um, it wasn't a British format, but it was such a good idea for, for a quiz show. I thought it was brilliant, but um, it didn't do very well. It, it wasn't a British format. You know, it was an idea they'd taken from somewhere else. It was called yeah. Selma the Answer. That wouldn't, that wouldn't go well with Jim Davidson, would it? <laughs> <laughs> but it's called Some of the Answer and, and I had to be in the audience every week like that, that was sort of part of the show and the producers were drilling it into us all the time to be like super energetic super happy super smiley big waves and I never did it because I found it embarrassing and I yeah. sort of get told off but there's a lot of pressure on you to sort of do that mad stuff and what was your role in it? so a contestant would come on and answer questions and every time they answered a question they'd win some money which they could bank if they didn't know an answer, they'd have to turn to the audience and say, sell me the answer. And we'd all go, we know the answer, we know the answer. And then they'd pick two people that they thought might know the answer. And then you'd have to, you'd have 30 seconds to pitch why you knew the answer. I only got on once because I was quite young. So then I never got picked, but I got picked once. And um, I managed to sort of, you know, convince them to pick me over the other person. And I got down there and I sort of negotiated quite about 80% of the money that he had. 
and then I didn't know the answer. <laughs> oh wow! But I still got the money. Going in, but you didn't. No, know I, yeah, I had no idea. I knew it, but you just had that to. That is keep... a good format. It's such a good format. It was one series on Sky. Again, a brilliant TV show. Yeah, that sounds great. Just didn't take off. We've just had a printout from the JC3000, oh, and yeah. uh, apparently Jim Davidson didn't do the pilot. The pilot was Mike Reed. Now wow. I'm assuming that that is Frank Butcher from EastEnders rather yeah. than the disc jock. Yeah. Mike Reed. What's his song? Uh, Gossip Calypso. <laughs> Go. What was it? Brexit Calypso, was Brexit, it? Brexit Calypso. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> so not that Mike Reed, the other Mike Reed. Right, okay. Uh, and they went like... UKIP Calypso. UKIP Calypso. Right. So not that Mike Reed, the other Mike Reed. Not the Mike Reed that interviewed Chevy Chase at Hammersmith. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but the Mike Reed that also did 18 certificate smuts filled oh he did to me two hot for tv uh stand-up shows stand-up shows but apparently he didn't want to make the, he didn't like swearing and uh, he had to put in like effing oh, and jeff horrible jokes in there to to bump the, the up to to 18. 18. they went actually this is hot enough for tv this is yeah. this is actually cool enough for tv yeah. so you need to heat it up a bit mike then he did, and then much to the delight of uh, yeah. long haul truck quite, drivers everywhere. <laughs> I'm quite fond of Mike Reed as a personality. Yeah. Frank Butcher. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to see the pilot. Yeah, me too. Who was the? the it was John, John Parrott. John Parrott and Mike Reed. John oh, Parrott. Really? Wow. See, see, John Parrott wouldn't quite. Work. I loved seeing John Parrott on the show. But I don't know if it quite work with him as that. I just remember that like Saturdays were a big deal when we were at school, mm. and like on Mondays we would all come in talking about, you know. The Three Amigos mm. or Big, Big Trouble or whatever it was that was on the Saturday Night Movie, and everyone would come in doing John Virgo impressions. Oh, everyone really? loved him. It, would it be I can see the... you doing Big Break, Nick. Thanks. Would you um, like to do it? Yeah, he would love to do it. I, I, would, I, would, I would. My dream is to. One of my dreams is to um, do a do Saturday a quiz Night. Show. Yes. Not necessarily Saturday Night, but do a quiz show. Yes. A game show. Tuesday morning. Could be any time. Win, lose, a draw. Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> um, yeah. So you've finished Big Break. Absolutely loved it. Yeah, you know? we're having a great night. You've put the mm. snooker cue back down in the rest, and now it's time to just lighten up a little bit. Yeah. Mm. So Luke, talk us through. It's, it's, what time is it now? It's probably getting on to about 7.30, 8 o'clock. So what sitcom are you going to sit down and watch? Well, the What's your favourite sitcom slash comedy show? It doesn't have to be a sitcom. Like it, might, it may even be Big Break again, for all I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to dodge the question, but I feel like if I give my true answer, I, I think it'd be boring. I, I think The Office is probably probably my favourite. I could then maybe talk about Nighty Night or anything that Julia Davis has done. But if you don't mind, a TV show that when I was maybe sort of late teens, early 20s, I watched over and over again was Father Ted. Right. And maybe I'll give that as the answer on this particular evening. Great. Because once again, you know, there's a bit of a theme with Are You Afraid of the Dark and Big Break and, and Father Ted. You can sort of watch it with the whole family. Yes, yes it but is. it was also, it came out about the same time as Vicar of Dibley. Mm. And Vicar of Dibley was very much like, it wasn't making fun of religion. It was a religious sitcom yeah. that was about religion. Yeah. And it was very much family viewing and Sunday night telly. And it's, uh, if you like God you'll love this yeah, and if yeah, you don't yeah. like God you'll still love it but with Father Ted was kind of like Channel 4's like it was like a young ones to yeah. to kind of like a more mainstream kind of BBC Vicar of Dibley thing yeah. I loved I still do as I, Father yeah, Ted's I incredible I think probably actually I mean I don't know if this is true but I probably 
first started to understand jokes a little bit watching that show. I can definitely remember very specific things where I was like, oh, wow, that's so funny. And I can see how you did it. And <laughs> that's really funny. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, I remember one scene where um, Dougal's the younger one, isn't he? Yes. And, and, and Ted, obviously. And so they were at a police station and Ted's done, done something wrong. And um, Dougal obviously knows what Ted's done wrong. And, and Ted's with a police officer. And, and Dougal keeps on trying to interrupt Ted. And Ted's going, just uh, but, but quiet, Dougal, quiet, Dougal. But the whole time Dougal's like, no, Ted, I just need to tell you something. No, 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 just, just be quiet, be quiet, Dougal. And Ted obviously thinks that Dougal's going to confess what Ted's done. So in the end he goes, fine, I confess. I did this, whatever the crime was, I did this thing. Are you happy now, Dougal? And then Dougal goes, well, that's all very well, but I was going to tell you your flies are undone. And that was just like, <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Perfect. There's a really nice one where they're both going to bed. Of course, they both sleep in the same room. Both go to bed. Ted turns off the light for a second, remembers something, turns it back on. In the meantime, Dougal has gone to bed. And then as the light goes back on, he wakes up and starts getting dressed again. <laughs> <laughs> so when they jump into bed and yeah. they've got a really horrible vicar that's looking after them. And so uh, they've replaced yeah. their bed with bricks. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And there's also, my favourite episode is the one, uh, the racist one. Not like, it's That's about racism. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, the yeah. one where there's, what a, an episode. there's a little uh, dirt patch <laughs> yes, on, right. on their window. And it's a little square. There's a little square of dirt on the window, and Ted stood at the window shouting. And then you see it from the outside, and he looks like Hitler. And and then some priests have died, and they've left him all of their stuff, and they unpack it all. And just as Ted is trying to prove this family that he's not racist he invites them all in and they've unpacked all of these <laughs> it's so funny and there's the episode where they i think it was a christmas special where all of the vicars oh, get in lost the in, the women's underwear. Yeah, yeah. in the lingerie section <laughs> it was so good like there was it was three series wasn't it yeah yeah and then is it dermot morgan yeah and then he, he died. He died, yeah, he didn't died. he? So they, mm. so they stopped making it because basically they couldn't make it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was he was in his fifties, wasn't he? Mm. Yeah, yeah, he, he, wasn't, was, yeah. he wasn't particularly old. Do you remember the speed one where the guys? Yeah, the milk speed cans. three, wasn't it called? <laughs> speed three, and it's on the milk car. But like getting that casting would be so much fun to play a character yeah. like that. I mean, I really love uh, you know modern comedies, but it's like it's hard to do heightened characters like that and. But it's also got fine. that thing like, well, you know, sitcoms like real sort of classic sitcoms that have that real charm to them as well. And it feels like that was the first one in a long time where it really got by on just utter charm that you yeah. just found, well, you loved all those kind I don't, of... I don't know. I, I felt like it was like my sticking point with the young ones is like they were inventing something and they sort of affected it with bottom. And they, But they'd mm. already had two attempts by the time they got to mm-hmm. bottom, hadn't they? Because they did young ones. What is it? Filthy, rich... And cat flap. And cat flap. And then they did bottom. By the time they got there, it's fine. But with Father Ted, I always felt like it was anarchic, like the young ones, but it was so fucking solid. Mm. And like there was no sort of fat to it. And Mm. there was less characters to focus on and the jokes were really sharp. Mm. And every single episode is basically, it's a classic. Yeah. I think Father Ted is probably the greatest sitcom of all time no uncle is sorry uncle is <laughs> that's it that's the one it's different family member you know it was a family yeah, I knew member it was something like that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's it's, a great answer it's really good it's a bit later on now luke we're talking maybe it's coming up we're hitting perhaps the watershed nine o'clock eight thirty nine o'clock yeah 
it's time for a solid television drama. This could be a big American series or one of the long-running British series or anything from anywhere in the world. What's your favourite TV drama, Luke? Ah, uh, I didn't really answer this. I'll tell you why. Well... Like, can you hear that you weren't talking so much yes. then? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I didn't really answer this because what, what I was going to do, but the first question that we skipped was, um, what are you watching at the moment? Um, oh, yeah, no, yeah. no, uh, the first question that we skipped was, what's your first memory of television? Oh, yeah. And I was going to say, I've got a really bad memory. The first thing I remember is Better Call Saul. <laughs> and then Nick would say something like, what, you don't even remember Breaking Bad? I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then at this question, I would do a callback and say, I'm watching uh, Breaking Bad or whatever. <laughs> oh, right. So I didn't really so answer right, this so question. Right, yes. But I wanted to explain why yeah. with, with my joke. Yeah, <laughs> that maybe, would have been. Maybe we should have like, it's more of like a loose chat than um, than anything that's... But, but it but, would have but been great. It's planable. But yeah. when do I, you want to go back and do it? Well, um, no. why, why are you why are your earliest memories of, t- of t- television? Kids Court, this Nickelodeon show. I was like, uh, I thought it was better called something <laughs> fucking. Uh, um, I'm not enjoying this anymore. If, if I, uh, I don't think I've got a particularly interesting answer because it's probably Succession. Why is that not interesting? Because it's just obvious, isn't it? No, but it's new. It's no, new. no, it's no, it's obvious to you, but like no one else has said Succession yeah. yet. Yeah. Oh really? What's your reasoning for it? Well, I suppose I just sort of was. It's just you know you watch a TV show and you just sort of you get that excitement when you're watching it. It's maybe the best sort of writing I think I've ever seen. If not, it's definitely up there. Although what I would say is... Who uh, wrote it? One of them's called John. Jesse Armstrong. Yes. Another guy called John. Which John, is- I know that and the, the John guy I met because he wrote uh, something that you was in. Loaded. Loaded, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he did write that. Are you that. still friends with him? Well, we were colleagues. Yeah. Um, he was really nice. You know, when we first started filming, we'd all go to the pub. He would talk to me. Oh, really? And it was yeah. He, he was really talented, really great guy. And then also there was Sam Bain as well. Uh, I mean, it's it's sort of unbelievable. But I'm curious about because I don't love when there's like a sort of show on Netflix or something that's like ten episodes long, and you always sort of think, wow, it doesn't need to be this long. And, and normally it doesn't. And I think with that, I think it probably was okay. Actually, I think it was it was all pretty solid. But I'm curious to see what happens when it comes back because so far I would say it's just like the best thing I've ever watched. Right? Is it uh, like I've Have you seen I, it? I've started watching it. I, I was because it's produced by Will Ferrell and Adam McKay, isn't it? So in my head it was like, is it a comedy or is it a drama? Because I thought it was a, I thought it was a very serious drama, mm. and then it was just like, hang on a minute, it can't be if it's produced by that. But is it like a little bit more of a grown-up version of Arrested Development? No, I don't think so. Well, I'm out. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen the first series. I really liked it. It is very, it's slightly unfaultable, isn't it? You can't really take anything off it. It's unfaultable. I, I love watching all of the characters. There's, there's always this thing where people say, oh, you, the characters need to be likeable. And I suppose in dramas, less so. But it is funny, like you say. I mean, they're all unlikable. There is, there's not really a likeable character in it. And it absolutely works. And it's just one of them annoying cliches that we hear uh, when we're in development that you know what's likeable about the characters nothing they're horrible and people are going to enjoy watching them yeah. but at this point are you willing it to go on forever no 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 I think things need to end like you know The Office was like what two and a half series mm. Nighty Night was two series I mean to be fair I think Nighty Night should have carried on but it's nice to sort of just create something that's perfect and then just sort of yeah move yeah. on and do something else I think that you could do like spiritual sequels like Heidi High knew when to finish 
And then they did You Rang the Lord. Yeah, that's right. You know? And then they did Mr. Jenkins. <laughs> uh, oh, Dr. Beeching. Oh, Dr. Beeching. You know? <laughs> so they knew when to end Heidi High. And yeah. then they knew when to end You Rang the Lord. Yeah. And then they knew when to end Oh, Dr. Beeching. Yeah. That's and it's the same guys that did Succession. No. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. Right. No, very, very far from it. Okay. All right, Succession. Yeah, I have started watching it. You've got um, to watch Succession. I like Brian Cox. He's fantastic, mm. and uh, the, all the performances are unbelievable, but particularly him. And which and, Culkin and is it, Kieran? Kieran Culkin. I mean, that that will probably be the best performance of his career. I don't even know, like, because it feels like it's, it's maybe it's unfair, but it feels like it's sort of close to home a little bit. That is unfair because I've seen him in interviews, but he's obviously very comfortable playing that character. Right, right. I do like him. He, he's he's actually, my second well, favorite Culkin. Yeah. First favorite, the dad. The dad, right? <laughs> okay, right. So, just uh, who's your favorite newsreader? Well, I haven't got one. Who would you like to see who, reading who? the news? If you could pick anyone, if you could pick pick anyone to read the yeah, news. Anyone. Oh, um, <laughs> Lenny Rush. Who's Lenny Rush? He's thirteen-year-old actor. That was in um, Am I Being Unreasonable? Cool. The reason I think it's important that Lenny Rush reads the Reason news. news. Well, basically, I think children should read the news because I think it would be more powerful. Yeah. Especially when you're talking about things like the NHS and global warming. You know, doing the stuff on Prince Andrew as well would be quite interesting. <laughs> it would be. It's a different perspective. Yeah. You didn't even get on News Round, yeah. which was four kids. <laughs> How yeah. many kids? Four of them. Yeah, four kids. Wow. <laughs> All in a suit. They look, made it look like it a grown-up like John, John Craven. Craven. Yeah. Yeah. But you can't name a single newsreader. <laughs> that wasn't the question. No, well, well, just name one. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll kick you out of the treehouse. <laughs> <laughs> you can't name one newsreader. Well, I, I, why would I have a favourite newsreader? You don't have to be a favourite. Just name one newsreader. <laughs> Trevor McDonald. Of course. It's always going to be Trevor McDonald. <laughs> Just wanted to prove a point. Kirsty Gallagher. Moira Stewart. Zaina Badawi. Yeah. John Craven. Right. It's about 10 o'clock. We've mm. still got time. There's still time for... You've got a couple of hours before you want to go got to, go to bed. Yeah. Probably time to stick a movie on. Right. What'll be your perfect movie? Have we got here already? We yeah. don't ever ask about sci-fi or anything like that. No. I suppose that's drama series. Drama. If you're that way inclined. <laughs> <laughs> it's about ten o'clock. But you've got to stick a movie on. What what movie would you like to watch, Luke? Again, very difficult question to answer. It doesn't have sure. to be your favourite movie. Just what you it's fancy just, watching. What it? do you need to watch after you've got through succession? Big break. Just to unpack it all. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you've done big break. You've done. You've been afraid of the dark. Mm, yeah. You loved oh Doctor Beachy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Who didn't? <laughs> What's the Shane? What's his name? Paul Shane. Paul Shane. Yeah. Doing yeah. what he does best. See, so you've got through to the end of the night, and mm. now you just want to bloody watch a movie. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your favourite movie? No, no, what's your favourite movie? Well, I've just gone to... Go, right, it's just you and Paul Shane yeah. sat on the sofa. Really? He's done a really good job. Yeah. To, and then you're going to go, okay, let, let's whack a, whack a movie on. Paul Shane's actually um, put a spanner in the works for this, but I'm still going to go for West Side Story. Oh. The original. The original. Mm. That's three hours long. Is it? 
That's going to take you all the way up to 1 a.m. Is it three hours? Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> they what didn't, they didn't waste a second. Like, I would say, if you're saying you could watch any film, mm-hmm. uh, programming any film for your night, and you've picked West Side Story, yeah. I'm not saying it's a bad film, yeah. but it does smack slightly of someone that wasn't allowed to watch films when they were growing up and you just had mm. a copy of West Side Story taped off the TV at home. Yeah. Well, the reason I... The or maybe you visited a and b and they had a copy of it. You're partly right. It's not my favourite film, but I think the reason I picked that film is because I, I sort of... I'm quite comforted by that film and I love the film. Mm. And I didn't like the remake. I thought it was sort of copy and paste and a bit soulless and... Well, that's what they say, isn't it? Spielberg's a bit of a hack, isn't he? <laughs> Do they really say that? <laughs> I don't think anyone has. <laughs> but I, just, I, did, I know that it did quite well, but I just sort of watched them and didn't really feel anything. But yeah, I suppose the original makes me think of my childhood a little bit. And I, and I think if I was about to sort of pop off and I had a few hours left. Wow. <laughs> Hang I've on, you've got three I've hours got, left. I think that all three of us have got a different idea in their head of what popping off means. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think if you're going to pop off, it's very ambitious to start with a two and a half hour movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think about you probably fast forward to the dance sequence, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Wow, the dancing that starts pretty early. I think if I had one film to watch before I died, it would be West Side Story. How old were you when you first saw it? Very young. I don't know. I, I don't know. But, but young. But you grew Eight. up with it. You've seen it lo- Yeah, multiple, I remember the, t- you know, like the, the title credits over the films and stuff. So exciting. So, I mean, I used to really love singing and dancing when I was little. Yeah. The first live show I saw was a show called Hot Shoe Shuffle. And it was a tap dancing musical. It's probably one of the happiest moments of my life. <laughs> no. It's lovely. Just these, you know, grown men tap dancing. Do you dance? No, I wish I could. That's mad. I never, tr- I never. You really... wish you could. You, you can. Yeah. And I would say that you know, it's not about whether you can or not. Mm. It's whether you allow yourself to. Yeah, you're right. I've not got twinkle toes. Great. Do you do you, do you do any do you do any kind of swaying? <laughs> you, fuck, thank God, because you say it weird. <laughs> can you dance at all? Can you yeah. dance at weddings? You don't mind doing that? I can do it. I always think I'm a little bit embarrassing when I'm doing it, but I can. Yeah, yeah of course I can. Of course I can. Do you know what I like dancing to, which is really weird? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to dance with you no more by Eddie Grant. That's the only song I dance to. Really? Yeah. How does it go? I don't want to dance. Dance with your baby no more. Oh, I don't know the lyrics to any, any song. Uh, when I was growing up, I think uh, I only found out yesterday. I was watching a thing on YouTube about the bird cage, and that I am what I am mm-hmm. comes mm. from what's who's the guy from the uh, that wrote it? Harvey. Harvey Fierstein. Harvey Fierstein, who was in Independence Day and Mrs. Doubtfire. Um, I only realised that he wrote. Um, that's weird, isn't it? He's in Mrs. Doubtfire. And then when Robin Williams made the birdcage, hmm. his big concern was that he didn't want to just he didn't want people to think he was doing a sequel to Mrs. Doubtfire. But Harvey Firstine was in Mrs. Doubtfire and then they didn't use any of his songs for the birdcage, the right. movie. But anyway, so I am it's like when you grow up with a song hmm. and and then you 
suddenly give it context and it's just like oh it was created for this and i think that west side story has so many songs in it that mm. are just part of like my childhood and i assume other people's they're just like part of you and so that was one of my thoughts about west side story the other thing was that it blew my mind when somebody told me i must have been like eight or nine and someone was like you know west side story is actually a remake or a retelling of Romeo and Juliet mm. and when I found that out I was just like my brain exploded I was like what do you mean it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. Is it not, it's not Shakespeare it's like what and that was probably like my first introduction to Shakespeare was something like West Side Story yeah. or Kiss Me Kate maybe yeah but you know probably not my favourite film but just just, no, just one good. that brings me comfort it's one of them films I'd never sort of turn off if it's on I'll just sit there and watch it oh so, the other thing about West Side Story is that on the Alice Cooper album, School's Out, they right. do a cover version of When You're a Jet. There's a track on it. There's a track on it called Gutter Cats versus the Jets. And the first half of the song is the Gutter Cats. And then halfway through, there's sort of like this psychedelic kind of Hammond keyboard solo that sort of culminates in clicking. And then all of a sudden they go straight into it and it sounds fucking brilliant. And it's like the Alice Cooper band, like in 72, like before he went solo. So it's like they're all like playing all the instruments and they would have done it on stage and stuff. They were really into West Side Story. So like they always used to use sort of like theatricality of like musicals and stuff like James Bond and like horror imagery. And they'd put all into kind of like these stage productions. Mm. And West Side Story is a big influence on that. But yeah, I, lo- uh, yeah, I love West Side Story. It's there a really good film. It's a long film. Started at 10 o'clock. It's now half 12. It's past your bedtime. Mm. But you're too excited, aren't you? You're too G'd up from yeah. West Side Story. Yeah. You've got to go to bed. Popping off all over the place <laughs> there. <laughs> <laughs> you're in bed now. Yeah. And you just think, I just want just one more thing, mum. Just mm. one more thing before I go to sleep. And you haven't got long. But it's like, all right, then you'll just put one of the music channels on just sort of calm yourself down put a bit of music on for just five minutes or mm. so you turn on it's only a favourite song what mm. is it? Daniel Johnston Man Obsessed can you pick one that we've heard of and then we can <laughs> do you not know this guy? Daniel... I mean I think you'd all love this guy is this the devil and Daniel Johnston? yeah, yeah. who Great. is he? tell us about him he is there's a documentary about him isn't a very famous he's like an outsider artist and singer yeah he made this sort of he just made this sort of album in his garage when he was a kid I mean he's just putting his soul into the the lyrics are fantastic and it's just sort of he's not trying to be anything else it's just him and he's just saying what he feels there's some great lyrics in this song where he goes um, I couldn't be a lover so now I'm a pest and the song's about this girl that he's in love with who is like a real girl who works at a funeral home and he sort of says something like... Um, a real girl, only, as in it's true. It's, she's a real girl. Right. The, only, the only way you will look at me is if I die. Why won't I die? <laughs> it's just, you know, he's in love with this girl. He, it's, it's embarrassing, really, the <laughs> stuff that he's saying. But he's doing it. Yeah. And he's just being honest about this sort of... He's a, a pest. He's, there's a, he's, yeah. There's a I, transparency to it. I made a, uh, an album in a garage once yeah turned out pretty good really yeah it's just 13 tracks of my dad looking for a hammer (laughs) anyway i wasn't really listening to what you just said because i was thinking of that (laughs) (laughs) you'd really like daniel johnson right okay 
That's a lovely night of television. You've well, I mean, like, you, you started with You Afraid of the Dark. You yeah. went straight into Big Break. Yeah. Then you went into Father Ted. Yeah. Then you went into Succession. Yeah. Wow. Am I forgetting anything? No. What's that story? Th- then, obviously, your all-time favourite newsreader, Trevor McDonald, came along. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> took us straight into West Side Story. And then we finished the night of Daniel Johnston, that song that you just said. He's a man obsessed. He couldn't be a lover, so now he's a pest. He's a private dancer. <laughs> so, Luke, you've successfully controlled the airwaves. How do you feel? Do you feel like a world-dominating megalomaniac? Yeah, and I feel content. Yeah? Yeah. Because you've inflicted this evening of TV on the entire nation. Have I? The nation of the world. Yeah. The world's nation. I think yeah. I've had a good time, though, I think I? I've, yeah, I've made good choices there. I've not upset anyone. But the family's had a nice time tonight. I've had an absolutely bonkers night of telly tonight. I've abs- I feel absolutely exhausted. Me too. I've loved it. There's only one thing left to do, Luke, yeah. to prove your worthiness of staying in this treehouse with me and Nathaniel. You've got to play the world-famous game... Better or worse. Better or worse. <laughs> Okay. Better or worse is the game where you have to say if the next person on my list is better or worse than the person before based entirely on my own opinions to score points. Your opinions, okay. Yes. So it's what I think. And they're all people yeah. from the top ten films and TV shows that we've mentioned tonight, beginning with Bill Murray. When you're saying better or worse, is there, is there a criteria? Is it like talent or Just based on based just entirely okay, on my fine, opinion. Fine, fine, fine. On his opinion. Fine, fine, Bill fine. Murray is your starter. God, he's a controversial figure. Sure. But is Drew Barrymore better or worse than Bill Murray? Worse. She worse. is worse. But obviously no, I think work, she's fantastic. They, they work together in uh, Ch- China's Angel. Sure. You don't have to say... Oh, I don't have You don't to. have to say I that you think to, that, you know, I do think she's fantastic. Yeah, well, if if you're listening, Drew, we all love you. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right? a, she's a high card. She's, she's a real a high, high card. card. But you don't have to do this. It's Nathaniel's opinion. He's the one that thinks she's dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Drew. Clint Eastwood, better or worse than Drew Barrymore? Better. 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 Robert De Niro, better or worse than Clint Eastwood? It's better. It's high, though. It's high. God. Well, I don't know, because Clint Eastwood's still good. I think you might think he's worse. He is worse than Clint Eastwood. Robert De Niro's worse than Clint Eastwood. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> of course it makes sense. <laughs> Steve Martin, better or worse than Robert De Niro? Better. I think better. Better. Dan Aykroyd, better or worse than Steve Martin? Worse, worse. Much worse. 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 Although work together in uh, Sergeant Belka. <laughs> sure. It's a great film. Better than the series. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Palin, better or worse than Dan Aykroyd? Better. I'm going to go worse. Better. <gasps> Michael Palin. So I'm lost. He went around no, the world in 80 days. We're not finished yet. Oh, Come on. Yeah. Phil Collins, better or worse than Michael Palin? Worse. Worse again. Worse. He's a secret lover. <laughs> Easy lover. <laughs> Burt Reynolds, better or worse than Phil Collins? Better. Better. Jim Davidson, better or worse <laughs> than Burr. And bear in mind, it's what I think rather than what you think. <laughs> okay, in that case. Worse. 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 Rick Only Moranis, better or worse than Jim Davidson? Rick Moranis, better. Better, better yes. Better. Nine! Nine! That's a great score, Nine Luke. out of ten. Oh, blast. Oh, I well. Got ten out of ten there. Nearly, nearly ten out of ten. What was the one that you got wrong? It was... Uh, I didn't get anything wrong in the end. No, there was one. 
you thought Robert De Niro that I thought he was better than Clint Eastwood, but I thought he was worse. Mm. Robert De Niro is worse than Clint Eastwood. Yeah. I mean, they're high cards. That, that they? High cards, yeah, yeah. but sure. Uh, it depends what era. I think if you're looking at the entire oh yeah body of work, the body Clint, Clint wins. Yeah. yeah, but if you're looking at specifically. Like the 70s, well, Clint wins. Does Clint Eastwood have some quite controversial political views? He is very Republican, isn't he, I believe? What's Republican? You know. Right wing? <laughs> yeah. Right. Trumpy. I mean, he's dirty Harry, isn't he? He certainly is. He shoots first, asks questions later. later. <laughs> and we love that. We love that. We love that. Do <laughs> we, we in the 70s? We don't, we don't, well, uh, I mean, anyway, we'll edit around this. Do you know what? <laughs> This is a good podcast. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's good. We're all surprised. What's the other one you're doing? Why are you doing two at the same time? Uh, this is our flagship show. Yeah. This, uh, this is a big one. But don't, don't stretch your audience out. You've got to back this one. <laughs> this, is, this is for Fridays. <laughs> this is released on Fridays, and the other one, Consumer and Obey, is released on Mondays. Yeah, get rid of Consumer and Obey. Consumer and Obey is what I live for. <laughs> I don't give a shit about TV. <laughs> do you know, how, do you know really? how hard it is? You, you need to take a flat that. <laughs> I've never seen more than more TV posters in my life. There's no TV posters in here. Film posters. They're film posters. <laughs> <laughs> They're film posters. It's a real struggle for me to sit through this, really. But um, <laughs> Luke McQueen, you are one of my favourite comedians. You're one of my favourite guests that we've had on the show. Welcome up to the treehouse. You're welcome back whenever you want. Do you want to come back? I'd love to come back, yeah. Great. Well, get a... Here's a word of advice. (laughs) We'll edit around this. If you want to come back on this show, if you truly want to come back on this show, get some better choices. Really? I'm absolutely furious with some of the shit that you... Really? Fucking furious. But, like, I I was professional and I let it go. Really? Which one one, the film? (sighs) No, the film is the only one I agreed with. Really? If it would be like, name you your said favorite. Father Ted was your favorite sitcom of all time. Yeah, I'm just trying to make you feel welcome. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we do on the other podcast. We slag off our kids. <laughs> so, guys, thanks to everyone for listening. That is a goodbye from me. That's a goodbye from me. That's a goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from. Yeah, and it's a goodbye from Mr. Tickles. <laughs> no, he's back. <laughs> he's back. Thanks everyone for listening. It just leaves us to say, I appreciate you, Nat. And I appreciate you, Nick. And we appreciate you, Luke. I appreciate you, boys. <laughs> and we also appreciate, appreciate Natalie. Natalie. Say that again. Later, Later losers. <laughs> wow. Nick and Nat control the airwaves was brought to you by the John Carpenter Appreciation Society. JCS. Presented by me, Nick. Help. And Nat. Daniel Metcalf. And produced by the JC3000 and Natalie King. <laughs>